Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to episode number six of the seventh inning stretch. Frankie Martinez here, Mr. Michael Rodriguez, who is actually sitting right next to me. We're recording this in studio for the very first time. Mike, it is great to see you in person. Absolutely, brother. I've, <laughs> I've missed you, man. I've missed you. <laughs> we've had uh, we've had some conflicting schedules, so we, we were able to make this work and kind of get this little intro rolling, just, you know, we're trying to give you guys another episode. We don't want to keep putting it off, but you know, sometimes schedules and they mix and they don't happen how we want them to, but we're here and we're ready to do this. So with that in mind, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by triple crown jewelry. They make the nastiest jewelry in the game that will have you leading the league in drip. They have number pendants for athletes like me and you allowing all of us to rep our jersey number on and off the field. They are available in silver and gold, and each number pendant comes with a free rope chain. Yeah, you know, last week I had to make sure I heard you correctly, but this time you said it loud and clear. You guys get a free rope chain. What's better than free? I can't think of anything. Nothing, exactly. (laughs) Their jewelry is top quality, and let me tell you guys, we just got ours in. Ours finally came in after USPS was just, they're just messing stuff up right now, okay? <laughs> but nonetheless, we're so excited to get this stuff in. This stuff is, it's great. I was going to cuss right there, but we don't know how they feel about cussing. <laughs> what do you think of it, Frankie? Oh, Give me man, your- I felt like a kid on Christmas, you know, opening this. I was excited for it, man. Just waiting and waiting and just opening that box, man. It's it's unreal, man. Just seeing it in person, how, how you know, cool they look. You know, look good, feel good, and I definitely feel good. So exactly, man, these things are sweet. Hey, you know, for being a chain, it's not that heavy, bro. It is light and it is definitely sturdy too, which I love. You know, it. I feel like I'm not even wearing anything. It's it's super light and it's. Feels, it feels good, man. Hey, I'm balling in this 24-7. I'm not taking it off. <laughs> hey, I'm letting you guys know right now. You're going to see us out, see me out there. You see Frankie out there. We're going to make sure we're repping. Oh, yes. If they don't blind you. <laughs> so with that, if you're looking for a gift for yourself or another athlete for the holidays, this is the perfect holiday gift for any athlete. They have a special deal exclusively for our listeners and get this if you use promo code stretch 15 you're going to get 15 percent off of your order once again they made a code just for you guys s-t-r-e-t-c-h-1-5 for 15 percent off of your order nailed it visit triplecrownjewelry.com today to shop the nastiest jewelry in the game that's triplecrownjewelry.com and don't forget use promo code stretch 15 to let them know that we sent you guys hey and you're gonna get 15 percent off of your order can't be that man and let me tell you you're gonna you're gonna feel pretty fly i'll tell you <laughs> oh yeah with that in mind let's get into this episode what do you think let's do it man i'm ready we got a great guest coming on for you guys let's get into it ladies and gentlemen joining us today on the podcast is the head coach of the Madera South Stallions, Alan Sandoval. 
Hey guys, thank you, thank you for having me. I just want to start by saying you guys are doing an amazing job. I've listened to every every episode you guys have put out, and uh, you know this is good for the valley, good for baseball fans. And um, I know you guys have a good following already, but I, I I can just envision this getting bigger and bigger every episode you guys put out. So keep up the good work. We appreciate that. Yeah, big definitely, time. we appreciate, appreciate that. that. Hey, this this is gonna be a good conversation. Starting <laughs> off good. Love talking baseball. <laughs> Absolutely. So how you doing, Alan? How's everything holding up? And everything, everything is good. Just uh, doing the online teaching and uh, online coaching, and we we finally started to to work out a couple of days a week. So uh, we're playing catch and conditioning. So um, you know that's that's a step in the right direction. So we've asked a bunch of people about the whole online teaching thing. How do you like it personally? Um, it's okay. It's it's all right. It's different. It it takes a lot to get used to. Um, being, I, I've taught elementary and then I'm a high school teacher now, so I, I could see how difficult it would be in elementary, but it's, it's pretty easy in the, in the high school world. Um, it just, it just depends on students and whether they want to do the work or not. That's pretty much what it comes down to. And, um, so, I mean, I don't mind it. I'd much rather be back in, in the classroom, but I mean, at least it's, at least I'm working. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's, a lot of people out there that aren't doing much at least you guys are still being able to teach kids and yeah it's a step in the right direction at least you know for sure so you got you said you guys just were allowed to start practicing again yeah so last tuesday we started so we're going tuesdays and thursdays um we're conditioning we're playing catch um pitchers are throwing flat grounds pitchers will start throwing pins in a couple of weeks and uh hopefully you know we move into there's different phases so we're in phase 2.5 we need to be in phase three to start full practicing and phase four to start inner squatting and um, playing other schools and scrimmages and stuff so we're hoping to be in phase three pretty soon but yeah at least we're doing something now so uh being a coach for you know a couple years now do you see like more kind of more excitement from the players to be able to get back out there yeah they're itching they're itching and they're ready to go back I mean I've had a couple that have done travel ball but there's some that that aren't doing anything and, and you know those are the guys that text me and every day and they're like hey coach are we starting up hey coach can when are we going to actually you know um face batters hey coach when are we going to hit when are we going to take bp so you know they're 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 ready to come back and i'm ready and it's i think when we come back they're just going to work that much harder because you know they've been they've been away for it for seven months now so um they're, they're missing it have you had any issues on making sure that guys are still staying in tune with it i mean even though you're not able to go out there and throw balls and hit and do all this stuff you know are you making sure that or do you, does it seem like guys are still invested into what they got going yeah I mean um I, I can only take them for the word but um it, it seems like you know guys are playing catch on their own and um we just had a guy commit to a division one college so he had a big summer um we have some guys gaining some attention as well so um you know playing 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 some summer ball for some big teams and getting some good games in. So um, everybody's kind of finding a way to get it done. And that's, I'm, I have a group right now that, you know, most, most schools don't have this group that's this committed. And um, I was just talking to, to one of my coaches and uh, we have 30, 30 in our program right now that are going out there consistently that are baseball only. And we had 21 students with above a 3.5 GPA for quarter one. So they're, nice. they're, finding, they're finding ways to get it done in the classroom and on the field. So, I mean, it's just, as a, as a coach, it's, it's, it's such a blessing to have this group. Oh, that's awesome. Man. Especially with online, you know, it's kind of, kind of hard for 
you know, kids to stay committed to it. You know, I bet sometimes, you know, it kind of gets annoying. Sometimes it's like, oh, you know, I could just sleep in a little later. I don't got to show up. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's cool to cool, get that video off. Yeah, <laughs> there's tips and tricks around it. But, yeah, yeah, it's, that's good, man. Have you felt that more kids are seem to be doing a lot more of their work doing it online or more in the classroom? Um. It, it's students do their work more in the classroom because there's more accountability. Um, the teacher's there to make sure that they get it done. Um, it's, it's the students that want to do it are going to do it online. Um, but I, I think looking at some of the, some of the data and stuff, there's some students who haven't turned in a single assignment all, all year. We're in November. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like being in person in the classroom. Um, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Cause you get that atmosphere, you know, you get a, if you have any questions, you know, you can just look over and, you know, you've got someone right there that you can always ask, but I mean, sure. when you're at home, I mean, yeah, you can call somebody, but yeah, it's yeah. a lot harder to get, you know, especially for kids that are, you know, the visual learners that like to be, you know, hands-on and you yeah. know, now they're kind of isolated away from that all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go into your high school career a little bit. We will start with, um, you played four years varsity for Coach Pruce, uh, four-time All-NSL, and three-time MVP. How much did Pruce teach you, and how much have you taken that into your coaching today? Man, Pruce, I, I just <laughs> – I can't even begin to tell you how much that guy has meant for me. And, um, you know, he he's done so much for me. He's the reason I'm coaching now. And, you know, I met him when I was 10 years old. A lot of people don't know this, but um, – he used to work at a place called World of Baseball. Um, he he gave pitches. Ooh, that's a throwback right there. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> man. It was called Hard Key when he was uh when he was there. Um, so he he actually gave me pitching lessons when I was ten years old. Um, and he gave me pitching lessons for maybe six months, and then um, I stopped pitching and um, didn't go back to him. But you know he taught me so much in those six months. And then I remember first year first day of high school. Um, I mean, I had followed Kerman baseball, but I didn't know much about Kerman baseball and I'm in his world geography class and I'm looking at him and I'm like, man, this guy looks familiar. Like, where do I know this guy from? Um, and then I went and asked my dad, I was like, Hey, do you, do you remember a guy named Bruce? And then he's like, yeah, he's the one that gave you pitching lessons at, at world of baseball <laughs> and it all clicked. And the next day I went and I talked to him and I, I remember, I remember our conversation. I said, coach Bruce, um, you know, my name's so-and-so I didn't tell him about the lessons yet, but I said, Hey, um, I'd like to try out for the varsity team this year. Um, and he gave me the generic answer. Well, everybody tries out for varsity. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Come to find out a couple months later, um, he had told me that when I told him that he laughed in his head, he, he thought like, there's no way like a freshman is going to play for me. <laughs> uh, especially like in the first episode, he talked about how he had like 12, 13 seniors mm, in his yeah. year before. Um, so he's like, there's no way that that's going to happen. And then, uh, you know, sure enough, it, it ended up happening. And, you know, I learned so much from him over the, over the, the next four years that I took into to college ball and, and I, I took into to coaching. And I, I still, whenever I need any advice, I, I text him. I text him for fundraising questions. I text him for, you know, just keeping morale up. Um, we, 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 were in a, we were in a rebuilding phase. So it was a lot of, you know, making sure that the, the students, making sure that the players, I mean, um you know we're staying staying mm -hmm. staying up and 
staying focused. So I went to ask him a lot of questions about that. Like, how do I do it? You know, we're, we're losing games, but we're playing, we're playing well, we're playing tough opponents, but we're, we're losing. How do I keep them? So, you know, I go to him for everything. And um, he, he's the reason why I'm coaching now. I started at Madera South as an assistant because he texted me out of the blue one day. He said, Hey, um, I know the coach at Madera South, Bobby Wade. So I was working at Madera Unified at the time in elementary school. He's like, would you like me to put in a word, word for you so you can go coach for him? I said, heck yeah, like sign me up. Like I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And enough, Bobby, Bobby texts me two days later and three years later, I become the head coach of the program. And that doesn't happen without coach Bruce. Yeah. Coach Bruce, uh, that was, that was my, obviously Frankie got to play for him his yeah. last year. That was my first time meeting him and coach Bruce. He's, he's an electric human being. He, we just became we just became friends on Facebook. His Facebook is so funny. Oh yeah. Gonna, gonna on yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our senior year, uh, we were playing in Selma, and then uh, you know they do the the starting lineups and stuff, and so we went yeah. start, whatever. And then uh, and now the head coach of the Criminal Lions, the Facebook legend Jay Bruce. Facebook <laughs> legend. When you heard that, but yeah, yeah a lot of good stuff on that Facebook. Oh yeah, he's got some good. He's got some funny stuff on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Kerman, you had the um, the single season hits record. Did you um? Did you kind of know? Did anyone let you know? Like, hey, you know, you're getting close. You're getting close. Or did it just happen? They're like, hey, by the way, you know, you're the new you're the new hit record. How did how did that come about? Um, the answer I should give you is no. I was just focused on. <laughs> I knew. I knew from from you know when I was getting close like I kept track of that you know I one thing that motivated me was stats I was I mean I'm not like sitting, gonna sit here and say that was a huge stat guy but the stats motivated me definitely and um I knew I knew that uh I <laughs> I knew that I was getting close to the hit record it was my my junior year and um it was a a base hit up the middle um off off a pitcher from Chowchilla that, that I know pretty well mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I kind of did a little bat flip as I, as a ball went up the middle and around the first base, <laughs> I knew I had it and it was, it was a good feeling. That's what it's all about right there. Yeah. That feeling is, it's gotta be obviously yeah. next to none on that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, you know, there's so many good baseball players coming through Kerman and um, it, it was just, it was just good to know that, you know, that that was part of something, part of some, part of some history. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good day that day. So your your freshman year playing varsity, did you start many games? Did you were you just yeah. fill in guy? Um, so my freshman year, um, in two thousand seven, I was a starting second baseman and leadoff hitter all year. Um, so you know, Bruce kind of threw me in the threw me in there, threw me in the fire, and um, it, I think that's really what turned what started getting me in the right direction for everything. And I ended up hitting three thirty three that year. Um, I, I I didn't I didn't. Um, lose the leadoff spot like I, I remember thinking to myself like you know I'll stay here as long as I can stay here and you know eventually I'll probably end up hitting lower in the lineup but no he kept me there all year and you know it, it paid off for both of us and um it was it was truly a blessing for for a coach of that stature to trust me as much as he did so you know going into your your sophomore season you know being a freshman on varsity that's you know kind of a big deal how did you keep your head on, like, keep your head on right and say, you know what, I got another season next season. And after that, after that, how did you keep your head straight during that, that whole time? Um, you know, I, I so I, I played a lot of club ball, a lot of travel ball and mm-hmm. stuff. And so 
um, you know, those, I played with a lot of Clovis guys, a lot of uh, guys from all over the Valley. And, you know, that kind of, that humbled me um, playing with those guys. Like those guys were, were good. I played with guys like Jordan Luplo, who plays with the Cleveland Indians now. I played with a guy named Jackson Glines, who um, um, was, I think, the player of the year at the University of Michigan. Um, his senior year got drafted by the White Sox. I played with uh, um, Jordan Brink. Chris Mariscal. So those guys were really, really good. So, you know, I, I knew I was good in Kerman for my team, but I knew I still had a long way to go. Um, and my dad, my dad was constantly reminding me like, okay, you had a good season your freshman year, but you know, you still have a lot of work to do. You hit 333. Why didn't you hit 433? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> that, that, that stuff motivated me. And like I said, I was, at first stats, stats drove me. I was driven by stats. And, and I think in a good way, I wasn't a selfish player or anything, but you know, internally uh, I, I wanted to, to put up good numbers and I was going to work to make sure that I did. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a wild time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, batted almost 350. Well, why didn't you bat 450? <laughs> <laughs> like, so all right. That was the only year in high school I didn't bat 400. So <laughs> just to throw that out there. <laughs> Wait, that was the only year you didn't bat 400? Yeah, that's the only year I didn't bat 400. My sophomore year, junior year, and senior year, I was uh, either 430 or above all three of three other years. What a fucking bomb you just dropped on everybody right there. <laughs> With the humbleness, too. He's just like, you know, I'm just going to sprinkle that in there real quick. Just a casual, just a casual 430. Yeah, no I'm going to make sure people know exactly what I was about. <laughs> all right, so after high school, you um, began your college career at West Hills. Uh, when did that all come about? Was it, you know, during your senior year or was it after? How did that, how did that happen? Yeah. So, um, you know, so Bruce did everything that he could for me to try to get me to a four-year program. I wanted to be at a four-year program. Um, that's what I wanted to do. Bruce went out of his way. He sent so many emails. He helped me out so much. And, you know, I was, I had a good bat, but um, average height, average arm, average speed. I wasn't anything like special um, out of high school. And, you know, I, I knew that, but I still wanted to, to try and play four-year ball. Um, so Prue sent an email to Cal State Stanislaus um, and they, they never responded to him. Um, but he, I mean, he, 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 he hyped me up and he, he, he knew that I could play four-year ball and I knew that I could play four-year ball and just because coaches weren't giving me a shot, um, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't mean that I shouldn't try if that's what I wanted. So what I actually, I ended up taking a drive up to Stanislaus uh, my senior year and I introduced myself to the coach and, you know, he said, Hey, come on out and, you know, um, you know, we'll see what we can do. Um, so I ended up going to Cal State Stanislaus and um, I enrolled there and, you know, got situated in the dorms and um, I, I went to the, the first workout that we had at Stanislaus and there were about 50 guys there. Uh, oh. I wanted to play second base or, um, and, you know, I think they had maybe 11, 12 second basemen. And so, yeah, so I thought to myself, I said, you know, like, this is a great school, but I know I can make the team here, but I want something, something different. I want to play right away. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> I ended up dropping out that same day. I, I called my parents. I asked them first. I ended up dropping out. And luckily, I still, there was still some time to enroll in some classes at West Hills. Mm -hmm. um, so literally the next day, I drove from Stanislaus, drove home, unloaded everything at my house, and had my parents, whatever. And then the next morning, I went up to, to Kalinga and 
introduced myself to Coach Hodson. Um, you know, he, he, him and I built a great relationship from the get-go, and that's how I ended up at West Hills. It was just kind of a, a thing where um, I knew I could play there right away, and I had a lot of friends there at the time that, that had gone and played there, and I just wanted somewhere where I could, I could hit a lot, you know, and so I ended up that year, I led the conference in at bats. I had got 140 at bats, so I think it was, it was the right decision. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you got 11 other guys that are trying out for second base, you, you got to yeah. assume that they're going to keep at least three or four of those guys. Yeah. Then you've got to share at bats with them. Now you're looking at 25 at bats, you know, yeah. a season. That's exactly. not going to cut it. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, I, I wasn't ready to, <laughs> I wasn't ready for, for the college life, the dorm life. Um, mm. The the two weeks that I was there, I was staying up till <laughs> four in the morning, like not getting my work done. <laughs> Like I, I knew deep down inside that I needed to get out of there. I needed to go somewhere where there was nothing to do. And Kalinga was the perfect place. So did you stay out there in Kalinga or did you I did. So commute? I, I, for like the first month I was driving back and forth. Um, and from Kerman, it's about a 50 minute drive. Um, yeah. And then he told me like, Hey, like, I want you to stay here. Like, I, I don't want you going back and forth every day. And, you know, it was, it was, it was getting to be a lot on gas and it gets dangerous, like, especially with the fog up in the, in the, yeah. Mountains. Yeah. Um, so, so I ended up I ended up rooming with um with Nick Castillo from Fresno High. He was my roommate. I do um, know Nick. I just talked yeah. to Nick the other day, actually. Yeah, Nick, <laughs> Nick's my boy. He was a uh, good guy. He was my roommate at West Hills, and uh, you know, we we were we were I would say we were the two best players on the team, and we kind of just fed off each other and built a good relationship. We still have a good relationship to this day. I I see him, you know, every time I run into him, it's 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 always nice to to talk to him and catch up and stuff. Definitely. My junior year at Fresno High, I was, uh, it was during the fall, we were playing Buchanan, just our last fall ball game. Uh-huh. And I remember Jason asking everybody, can you play first base? Can you play first base? Can you play first base? And I was like, man, if he asked me if I could play first base, I'm going to tell him, hell yeah, I can. Never played first base ever. Just going to wing it. Nice. And he finally asked me, he's like, can you play first base? I was like, yeah, just give me a glove. I got it. Yeah, that's the attitude. I, the, only, the only thing I did was I modeled my game and what I watched off of Nick Castillo. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, I that's used a, to used to love the way he played first base. He was locked down. Yeah. That's that's a great that's a great guy to model your game after. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so after after that, you were you know, you had a great first season at West Hills and then you go to Fresno Pacific. Tell us a little bit about that and how that came about as well. Yeah. So, um, my, my dad was always a stickler on grades. So when mm-hmm. I, when I ended up graduating from Kerman high, I had a, I had a, a year of college done already, mm-hmm. uh, just from taking college courses. And, um, my dad was a, my dad was a, a professor at West Hills. Um, so he, uh, you know, he got me in, into classes from, um, the end of my sophomore year to my senior year. So I had a year done. So I, I ended up getting my AA after my freshman year. Um, and so at that time, my travel, my travel ball coach, uh, Coach Mike Curran, he coached the Central Valley, uh, the Central California Blaze. Um, mm-hmm. I played for him for two seasons. He came in and um, he became the coach at West Hills. And um, you know, right the day he got, I appreciate it because the day he got hired, he called me and said, uh, "Hey, he called me Sandy. Hey, Sandy, like, can't wait to have you here, like, at West Hills for one more year." And you know, I was super excited to to play for him for one more year. Um, but it just kind of started to. I didn't really didn't want to go back to Kalinga. Kalinga is a tough town to, to live in. And especially, you know, go back for another year of not doing, not 
getting anything done academically because it would just be a wasted year mm-hmm. academically because I already had my AA. Um, so I called up Coach Hirschhorn. I knew Coach Hirschhorn because um, he was a criminal alumni and Jared Coleman had played there. Um, so I ended, I, I think it was the MySpace days or, yeah, it was MySpace or <laughs> maybe Facebook was just starting. <laughs> so I messaged Jared and I said, hey, Jared, like, do you think I, I can go play it for you? Do you think I have a shot? And he's like, yeah, heck yeah. Like, um, email Coach Hirschhorn, he'll get back to you. And sure enough, I, I emailed him and he got back to me and he's like, we'd love to have you out. And um, I ended up enrolling at FPU a week later and um, that's that's where it all started there uh, at FPU. How was your time there? You enjoyed it very much. Oh, I loved FPU. I loved playing for, for Coach Hirschhorn. I loved playing for uh, FPU. I met so many great guys there. Um, it, it was it was a it was a blessing to be there. I uh, did I freeze? No, you're good. Oh, no, no, you're good. It, it was it was a blessing to be there, man. And um, I uh, um, I I ended up becoming the starting second baseman halfway through through sophomore year, and um, I just learned a lot. Learned a lot about just different things. Learned a lot about my faith. Learned a lot about um playing baseball the right way. I take a lot of what I've learned at FPU and apply that to my Madrid South program. And, um, you know, FPU is a great, great program. It doesn't get the, the love that it should um, from, I mean, it's starting to, but I think it does, it's not to the level that it should be on. I, it was, it, I, I had some great years there and I wouldn't trade those years for, for anything. So what was the biggest difference for you from going to uh, West Hills as far as like the, the pitching, you know, the, the speed of play, how, what was the biggest thing you noticed going from West Hills to FPU? Yeah. So um, guys knew how to pitch and mm-hmm. at the JC level, guys know how to pitch, but you have some studs at the JC level who get away with throwing 95, 96 mile power fastballs and they just want to blow fastballs right by you mm-hmm. at the level, the division two level, guys are polished guys don't maybe don't necessarily throw as hard but they throw 91 92 but they have you know ball that moves they have a good change up they have a good slider um i tell i tell everybody the change up is what ended my my career um that's <laughs> i could hit a fastball you could spin it up there and, and I, I would hit it you hang something i'd crush it but that change up a good change up ended my career and that was the biggest difference between you know fpu and west hills is our opponents they knew how to th- they knew how to do th- good changeups and they mixed it up well and um it, it was it, it was a little bit of a culture shock i had never seen any 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 it seemed like every guy that rolled out there had a good changeup and that's that's ultimately that was the biggest difference so out of all those fields that you got to play on at um fpu which one was your favorite oh man point loma point loma <laughs> in san diego um that that it overlooked the ocean um, so if you hit a, if you hit a home run, the ball would literally go onto the beach and it was, it was such a, and the, the field was, I mean, I, I, I don't know if point low, many point low people are listening, but the field was shit. It was crappy. The, field yeah. was so crappy. <laughs> the scenery was so beautiful that it didn't even matter. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it the was, worst field ever, but the view was nice. The view was amazing. <laughs> you, just, you felt like a big leaguer playing at that, at that part because of the scenery. Um, so that, that one was, was nice. Uh, what the day, the year I graduated the next year, they got to go to FP, went to Hawaii. So I missed that trip, but so that probably, was probably fields, yeah, I just missed it by a year. That's like, uh, that's like when you're at like high school and stuff. And then right when you graduate, they start getting all this new fancy <laughs> stuff. 
You're just oh, like, what New the jerseys. Hell? <laughs> <laughs> new fields. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so take us take us through your mindset now. Uh after leaving FPU, did you know, you know, was that your whole plan that you wanted to coach? Did it matter where? Was there a specific school that you're wanting to coach at? Yeah, so um when I left FPU, um I had a I had been playing in my summers for a team in Ohio, in Xenia, Ohio, uh, in the Great Lakes Collegiate League. Um, I had played for them. So the plan was to go back and give it one more, like one more summer just to attend my career and, and have some fun play there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that one, but when I ended up stopping at FPU, it, it, I just, I didn't want to go back and play. So I actually, they actually offered me a, like a, a volunteer job to go, to go back and coach and, um, and so that I, I had every intention of doing that, um, to go and going and coaching in Ohio. And, uh, literally about a week after I told them, yes, I, 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 I met this girl and she's my wife now. And I, the moment I met her, I knew, like, I knew like I was going to marry this girl and, uh, I canceled everything. I said, I'm not going to Ohio. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Cause if I go to Ohio, <laughs> like, with her. um, and so, so I did it. I, I, I didn't go and um ended up being the best decision I ever made um because you know it ended up working out we have a beautiful baby girl now and um you know it's, it's truly a blessing and um but so that was 2013 in 2014 coach Proust called me up and he gave me a a JV job um to coach to coach the JVs with coach uh, Martin Terres which uh, was another great role model of mine that I have so much respect for and um I ended up coaching the JV, JV team there. And, um, I thought I would be at Kerman forever. Like I thought, you know, I, I'd help out Bruce until he was done and help out the next coach. And then maybe, maybe 10, 15, 20 years down, down the line, teach there and maybe become the head coach there. And, mm. um, you know, so, uh, my one year there, I coached some great guys. I coached, uh, T- Tomas Camargo, Marcus mm-hmm. Davis, um, I got to coach Bennett Hergen Rotor and Nick Chambers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a great, great experience. And I think, I think you played with those guys, right, Frankie? The, the yeah, Raiders. I played with all those guys my senior year. Yeah. yeah. So I actually had the batting average record and Marcus Davis actually broke that his, uh, I believe his senior year. Um, and, uh, you know, so those were great guys to, to play, to play, uh, to, not to play with, to coach. And um, in, so, like I said, I, I had a great year there and, um, we won some games and I learned a lot from, from coach Gutierrez and my plan was to stay there with coach Bruce and, um, just kind of move up to varsity eventually and, and do that. But I ended up getting a job at Madeira in Madeira in the, in the district of Madeira. And that's kind of what ended it with Kerman. And, um, I had always had intentions to go back, but I just ended up falling in love with, with Madeira South once I started there. That seems pretty common because, uh, coach Bruce had that same, mindset you know when he like he talked about in the first episode you know is that when he first went to Kerman he didn't plan on staying but he ended up falling in love with it and yeah. you know decided to stay and he's still there so yeah yeah and it, uh you know it's it that's what that's exactly what happened to me I, I was in Madeira and uh you know it being I worked at a, at a school that was a little rough it was a um a school and I guess I guess you could say like inner city I mean you know Madeira's not a big city but it was a rougher school and you know my plan was just teach there get some experience and go back to Kerman buy a house in Kerman and do everything in Kerman and I wanted it but you know I just ended up 
Madeira was the place for me, and I I can't see myself going anywhere else but but Madeira. That's awesome, man. So you know, going into your first season as a head coach, what was your kind of like your game plan? You know, did you have um, you know, how are we gonna get your guys to buy into what you know a new coach coming in? How how did you how did you establish your presence as a as a sure. new varsity head coach? So um, the year before I took over, I was mm-hmm. I was an assistant coach. I was the infield coach for the varsity team at Madera South, and uh, we we lost thirteen seniors um, mm. that year. So it, I started brand new. I had three returners, I believe, and everybody else was brand new. Um, and so honestly, my mentality there, and I still tell everybody this now. I knew I was going to piss people off because <laughs> what I ended up doing was I I brought up six freshmen and they started for me six freshmen my first year as um as a coach at Madera South they played for me and that was my game plan to get those six guys as much experience as you know they could get get them as many as bats as they could get um and we play in a tough league we play with San Joaquin Memorial, Sanger, um Madera, um uh, Edison and Bullard um and mm-hmm. so we took a beating that year and I knew we were <laughs> I, and, you know, I learned that from Coach Proust. Coach Proust did the same thing my, my freshman year. You know, he played a lot of the young guys, and he knew we were going to take a beating, and we did. And um, But it ended up paying off, you know, because we made it to a Valley Championship game four years later there at Kerman. But um, I kind of took that same approach. I just played my six freshmen, and uh, we ended up – I think we went five and – or six and 24. Um, but we did play – we did uh, go to the playoffs that year. We were 16 seed. And we beat the number one seed Sierra Pacific 13 to nine. And, uh, <laughs> and that was the greatest thing ever because everything that just kind of put it into perspective that what we were doing at Madera South was, was, was the right thing. You know, those six freshmen stepped up and, um, you know, they're, they're the leaders of my team now as juniors. So um, it's, 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 we're going to see if it truly, truly paid off this year. You guys are the 16 seed. Yeah. So we were the 16 seed. That's, yeah. So that's, that's a, uh... That's a great lesson right there for, you know, a team that's going in. I've obviously, as an underdog with six wins yeah. and going into that, you've got the number one team probably rolling in there thinking, you know, we're just going to roll right over this team and not have to worry about it. Yeah. And, and and it ended yeah. up that you guys were just a lot mentally stronger than they were. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah, so they had beat us in a tournament like three weeks before. They beat us 10-0. They 10 rolled us in five innings. And um, we didn't have any pitching left because it was a tournament. They, they had some – they, they had some pitching, and so it, it ended up being they, they started a guy who had thrown, I think, four innings the entire season because they, they thought they were just going to steamroll us. And um, <laughs> he was out by two innings, um, and they brought in their two guy, and he kind of held us in check. And we were 8-8 eight, eight into – it was 8-8 eight to eight going into extra innings, and they, they're like, oh, crap, like we're in extra innings with a 16 seed. Let's bring in our, our ace. And we mm-hmm. lit him up for five runs and made it 13 to eight and ended up winning 13 to nine. And um, you can't save pitching. You just cannot save pitching. In, <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I think, I think even coach Proust, and I think um, you talked about this a little bit where you guys were a high seed and um, you overlooked an opponent and then ended up being, uh, he was, I think he talked about, he was the number one seed at Reedley and um, got beat by a 17 seed. And it's just, it happens. It's baseball. You, mm-hmm. you, can't save pitching and you can't overlook any opponents yeah exactly i mean especially now i think i think at that time even then i think when you're you know your senior year and 
around there, even in my senior years and, you know, the times I was out there. Yeah. There wasn't really as much of a, a hard watch on pitch count. Yeah. Now you have, you know, all these coaches, they're taking down in books, you know, hey, this is how many pitches he's thrown. Mm-hmm. Now you're relaying that message to the other team's coach after the game. Yeah. They're relaying yours. That way you can get it going. So now it's it's even worse where, you know, do we throw this guy in the semifinal game? Do we let him just throw mm-hmm. and then take him out later? Or do we save him two innings, you know? Yeah. So that, that issue right there is what kind of straps you. And I think my senior year in the playoffs, that's when they started rolling that out. And yeah. that's what kind of hurt us in the end because we had a guy that was on pitch count uh-huh. and it, it kind of just, it kind of just rolled us over on that, yeah. that backside. Yeah. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to try to maneuver as a coach. It's been the toughest thing for me is managing, managing, managing the, the pitching staff and pitch counts. And, but I mean, the way I look at it, it's um, you can't say pitching just because it could rain the next day. That's, that's like a famous <laughs> quote that I've heard, like never mm-hmm. know it might rain the next day or whatever. And, um, you know, you, you have to go with your best at that. You have to win that day and just kind of, kind of hope for the best in the next game. Yeah, definitely. So you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but, um, you know, what do you tell your guys before a game like that, you know, for a big playoff game like that, you know, being the 16th seed, going against the one seed, you know, and as you, you for, um, you know, kind of calming them down, I'm sure the nerves are going and for you as well, I'm sure the nerves are going too. So how, what do you, uh, what do you tell those guys for a game like that? Uh, so, <laughs> okay, so it, it was that the entire day, what I kind of, my plan was, I was planning to to take them out of class as early as possible because we had to go to Hanford. So, I mean, it was- Right, maybe, hell yeah. Yeah, maybe an hour <laughs> drive. I hope my, my AD doesn't get mad if she listens to this, but my plan was to, to get, <laughs> get them out of class as early as possible, uh, load the vans, and then go eat. Um, go take Nate somewhere and just kind of relax. And um, so we ended up doing that. Oh yeah, it was a 3.30 game. I think we left like at 9.30 in the morning and we drove to Hanford. <laughs> Man, I, <laughs> wish I, class. I wish I played for you. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Hanford and we, you know, we, we, we stopped and we ate for, uh, I gave my guys like an hour and a half, which was way too much time, but now that I think about it. And so, you know, they went, they ate and they had fun and it was just a fun time. Then they, they went and messed around. There was a Walmart there. Um, so they, they went and hung around Walmart and it, it just kind of loosened them up. And, you know, they had, they had some time to kind of get their mind off of the game and just focus on having fun with their friends at the time. Um, so that was kind of the game plan for the day. And when we, we rolled into the park and we hit batting practice and uh, what we did is we took our batting practice. Uh, um, they, they were the home team, but they actually let us take batting practice first for some reason. I don't know why, um, but they did. And so we took our batting practice first and then we watched their BP and, um, we just watched it and, you know, I kind of, that's when we started getting our head right. And we kind of noticed that, you know, they, they went out in shorts and they, they, some of the guys were messing around over there. And, and I went to my starting pitcher who was a senior and I said, basically, you know, shove it up there and, you know, and yeah, exactly what he did. I, I pumped him up and, um, we, uh, I just, I just told him to relax and not get hyped up because, you know, in baseball, baseball is not football where you want to be at hundred percent adrenaline. You know, you want to play at, at you want to play hundred percent, but you want your body to be at 80 to 85%, just relaxed and um, play the game the right way and not, not try to rush things. And I, that's just kind of what we did. And, you know, I, we kind of went in with the mentality that we have nothing to lose. If we lose, we're supposed to lose. Right. 
Um, mm-hmm. But if we win, like we know we can, um, we're, we're going to shock, shock everybody. Um, and sure enough, that's what we did. Our pitcher shoved and uh, Seth Goodrich, he's a, he pitches at West Hills now. And um, he had the game of his life and, and, and our, our bats came around and um, we had a freshman named Brian Mongees who was clutched that day in the leadoff spot. And uh, it, it was, it was a, it was a great day for, for Stanley baseball for sure. And um, Oh man, I love that day. Thinking back to that day. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys left at nine 30. Yeah. I would love that day too. <laughs> it, 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 it was, it was a fun day. Yeah. Even for us getting out of getting out of team. <laughs> Yeah, I hope my my BPs aren't listening to this, but <laughs> well, we're gonna post it all over Madera South's page, so we hope they, they hear it. Yeah, they'll probably, they'll probably keep an eye on me now. Now that they know, <laughs> yeah, I know they're gonna be like, "What are you taking these kids out of school for at eight thirty in the morning? We got a baseball game later." Yeah, yeah, we got to Walmart. Prepare. Yeah. <laughs> So how was the how was the uh, the Madeira's uh, the Madeira South baseball community? Uh, you know how how they treated you so far? Great, they've treated me amazing. Uh, from the day that I took over, parents embraced me. Parents, you know, congratulated me. Um, the community congratulated me. Um, people I didn't even know that were that were just that are big parts of Madeira Madeira baseball um, were reaching out to me and good luck and um it, it was it, again that's just another reason why I fell in love with with Madeira baseball and um I've never had an issue with well it's I'm only my third year but I haven't had an issue with a parent um you don't get that at a lot of places a lot of places you know as a, as a head coach you go in and you're gonna bump heads with at least a couple of parents every season I haven't had that um maybe this year because we'll be a little bit more competitive but you know it's uh I went in with the mentality that I was gonna piss people off because I was gonna play freshman but I think everybody kind of, Madeira's a smart town. They're a smart baseball town, and they understood what I was doing. And, um, you know, they it's, it's been great. Definitely. Because I think my junior year when we went up to Madeira South to play, it was it was real tight race there. You know, we were, it, it was us and them. We were tied for, you know, NYL. And yeah. I think the first game over there in our three-game series, we played them over there. Uh-huh. It was it was a little rough around the edges because obviously we had Anthony Hawkins, yeah, who was just this monster of a kid, and <laughs> monster of a man. <laughs> exactly. You you see this kid is the you know he's the home run leader in the valley, and yeah. everybody wants to test him just to see how far he can hit it and yeah. see how mad he can make him. So we ended up we lost that game. Then we played them over there again, and there's. There's a little bit of wildness coming from the crowd over there. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was mainly because we had, you know, obviously our guy, he he hit a home run and decided to, you know, I'm gonna watch this one for a little bit. Uh-huh. And they, they got a little loud and it, it was kind of a wild thing to see. And but there was a lot of emotion running that day, and I understand. But then going my senior year, we were we were 15 and 0 in league. So we went undefeated. Uh-huh. And we had I don't know don't want to bag on them but i mean roosevelt Uh let's just be honest they don't put up a very good match every time we play them (laughs) so we played madera south over there and you know everybody was real once once we beat them in that second game of the or the third game of the series you know everybody on the team were shaking hands they're like you know just fucking hey 
go undefeated, take it all, do it all. They had parents telling us from their side, you know, hey, make sure you guys finish it. You guys are already almost done. So, yeah, it was kind of hard to say, like, you know, oh, well, we don't know, but I mean, we played Roosevelt, so we know. And yeah, and that's, that's what you get from Madeira. Madeira, you know, it's a bunch of great people. And um, you probably face, I don't know if you remember Donovan Bernsini from Madeira South. And mm-hmm. um, he's actually, he's my pitching coach now. And um, his dad's one of my coaches as well. And so, uh, I'm sure you guys, you guys have some good battles and, um, you were, you were, I think you were 2012, right? Is what I, yeah. yeah. So you, you played with my, uh, my boy, one of my best friends, uh, Devin White. Um, Devin White, yeah. Hey, Devin White. love Devin. He, yeah. <laughs> he coached me actually. Okay. Yeah. 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 Devin, uh, we were actually working out every day at GV3 before the pandemic happened. And, uh, I was getting pretty swole, man. And it's funny because you, <laughs> you talked about your principal, um, at the Oh, time. Mr. Reyes first episode i actually got to meet him because of because of devin and um at least i think that was him i'm pretty sure um he took a, he had me take a picture of him and devin and posted on facebook and stuff and oh yeah um, yeah, yeah mr so, ray is a swole he's still swole yeah. too yeah yeah <laughs> guy. there's a lot of good connections between madera south and, and fresno high and yeah oh yeah my uh my junior year was i think it was probably the most fun game was when we played madera south in that that third game series and we played them at fresno high and they they had at the time their ace was uh anthony valle oh i know i know Valle. yep so valle was their ace at the time and he was thrown against us because obviously they needed to win that game yeah we wanted to win that game because you know (laughs) (laughs) and it was it was getting a little chirpy and finally you know we got a we've got a tie ball game and they're they're just he was talking back and forth to to dev and finally dev got his revenge and Valle left him a fastball and Dev hit it all the way to Palm or to McKinley. <laughs> and that was nice because he hit that one. He watched it and we saw him watch it. And everybody at the same time thought he's going to get his ass ripped by Pappy right now. Watch. That's what I heard too. I heard Ken ripped into him pretty good. <laughs> it was great. It was awesome though. It was the greatest moment there. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm bang Valle for that one. Oh, I'm going to Watch out, David got you, man. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good game though. But. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are making some, uh, you know, some upgrades to the field. Just saw that a couple of days ago. Um, how did yeah. that come about? You guys just, yeah, you know, so, uh, I'm, under... I'm not just saying this because I don't want to get in trouble because uh, I told the story about leaving early. But we have a great athletic director and Andrea Devine. Like she is amazing. I, I'm, she, she. Uh, she does everything she'll do anything for her sport programs and for her coaches and so um you know it's just we how do i put this we if you drive by madera south and then you drive by madera high baseball fields are a little different and Mm -hmm. we have some work to do and um you know she does everything in her power to make sure that we upgrade um our fields and so three years ago she uh you know she got us a brand new infield um super expensive brand new infield and you know, that was great for a great addition to our program. And it's just, you know, um, I told her like, Hey, we need, we need some things. We need, we need to kind of clean up our batting cages. We need to, um, so she's given us some, some of football's turf to kind of put down there. Um, she, I told her like, we, I just want to make it look more presentable. And she just kind of took it upon herself. She didn't, I didn't know she was buying that and she bought it. And, um, it looks, it's pretty sweet that that banner, I posted it on the, uh, Madera South Twitter and Instagram. If, you, if anybody wants to go check it out, but it's, uh, it's pretty check sweet. It yeah. No, it's Basically. sick. It's sick, man. It's yeah. sick. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah, those batting cages, those things used to be rough. So yeah, yeah, we we've done some work to them, and um, the the goal is to eventually put a uh, put a cover over, like uh, kind of like they have at Fresno Pacific, so that way we can hit when it rains and stuff like that. Oh, that's sweet, man. Yeah, it, it looks really good. Yeah. You guys, um, you guys doing anything else for season or kind of just, you know, little by little? Um, so, I mean, we're going to start fundraising soon. I don't know I, what we're going to do, but we'll kick some ideas around with, with some of my, some of my coaches, some of my, my parents and, um, definitely start getting the funds up because we took a hit, you know, with coronavirus and mm-hmm. uh, money that we had come, that we thought we we're going to, we were going to have coming in from snack bar from, uh, we ran out our field sometimes for, for travel ball tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's a big money maker. And, you know, all that stuff got canceled. So, um, you know, we, we, we've got some, some ground to make up financially, but, you know, so we'll start doing that. And then as far as baseball, baseball, uh, as soon as we get the green light, we're going to, we're going to hit, we're going to hit it hard and go right into fall ball and um, just get as, get as much practice in as we can before, you know, we have to shut down for Christmas break and all that stuff. Definitely. Are you guys going to try and, well, obviously, permitting that the city allows it but try and do any other fundraising at all during um, the season yeah so i mean it, it would be nice to be able to do a dinner dance and I, I don't i don't know how realistic that is but yeah it's a big money maker um love to do that i'd love to to put on a um a camp for for the little leaguers and in in our middle school programs and um you know be be nice to to be successful financially enough to make that free for everybody um, to where they each get a shirt, get lunch, and, you know, come have a good time out at Madeira South and learn from the high school guys. So that's that's kind of what we were shooting for. That'd be awesome, yeah. I mean, I know I know we're not Madeira South guys, but, I mean, if you need volunteers, I'm hey, I'm gonna, more I'm than happy. Gonna, I'm gonna we'll be there. I'm swag, too, so you guys are going to get Oh, happy. man, there we go. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll make our way out there for some games. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on out and, and enjoy uh, – enjoy Eddie Chapa field and, you know, c- come watch a game and we've got some good talent out there. We've got some great ball players and um, they're getting a lot of attention now and um, they've trusted me. They've trusted the process and it's going to pay off for them. Yeah. Let me go on that a little bit. You just had um, Murph Gray who committed to Fresno state. How awesome was that for you? You know, as a coach, was that your first uh, commit as a coach? Yeah. So that was player? my, my second commit. I um, had a kid commit to NAIA two years ago um, to Sterling in Oklahoma, but that was my first division one commit. And he, he's such, so deserving of this. And um, he's the hardest worker, one of the hardest workers that we have and um, straight A student. Um, and he's, he had offers from UCSB. He had offers from, I believe San Jose State, Loyola Marymount, um, just to name a few. And he, but he knew like he, and I remember him telling me, um, that he wanted to go to Fresno State. His parents wanted him to go to Fresno State, and that's home, you know? What Valley mm-hmm. kid doesn't want to play at Pete Biden Field Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights, you know? Yeah, like that's, exactly. That's the, that's the dream, and uh, yeah, he's Madera South's first ever D1 commit, and I'm going to go out on the limb right now and say that he will be the first player ever drafted, um, that first stallion ever drafted, for sure. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him up for tickets every every chance I get. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna clip that and we're gonna post that all over the place. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, speaking into existence. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So tell us a little bit about, you know, about your guys' squad this year. How, um, you know, you guys got a lot of returners. You guys, um, you guys fairly, fairly young. Um, yeah, just tell us a little about the squad. Yeah, sure. Um, so we are, um, we're still young. We're going to start one senior, um, AJ Rocha. He's, he's been our captain since his sophomore year. He's a four-year varsity player. Um, so he'll start, he'll hit probably in the four, four hole for us. Um, but then we have six or seven juniors that'll start and two sophomores. Um, so we'll be, we'll be extremely young. Um, Murph will be our ace on the mound. Um, we have a kid named Jair Alvarez who's going to be good for us on the mound. A lefty named Aiden Sua. Um, Brian Malagon, another kid who's, who's pretty good. We have a, a, we have two studs behind the plate, um, and Xavier Cantu and Jazir Alvarez. And, um, one's a junior, one's a sophomore. And they, they, they're both, they both have cannons for, for arms and good blockers, good receivers. And so, you know, we're, we're pretty set at the, at the catcher position. And we have a kid in center field named Brian Mongees, who is an absolute gamer. He's been my leadoff hitter for, this will be his third year now. Um, kid runs a six, seven, 60 and just absolutely flies. Um, I have a kid named Elijah Tang who will play left field who runs a six six sixty. I'm not making those numbers up like those. Jeez. <laughs> he's gonna go. That, kills. Nothing's falling in, in the outfield for for us. And um, you know we we sh we should make some noise this year as long as we play this year. <laughs> Definitely. And for so let's let's get into that a little bit more about your guys that are returning. For the people out there that don't really know much about what you have to go through to teach these kids, you know, bunt defenses, rundowns, you know, everything that you can possibly learn, long alignment, short alignment. Sure. Explain to the people on why it's more beneficial that you have a team that's got returners rather than a team that's going to have six, seven freshmen that are going to be starting because you had everybody leave. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just, it makes it easier as coaches to have the returners because um, at each position, you'll have, when we go through whatever, we go through bunt defense, first and thirds, long relays, whatever we do, um, we do it as a program because I want the entire program to do it. So, you know, at short, we might have a junior, a sophomore, and freshman. Um, so instead of the coaches having to coach that freshman up every, or all the freshmen up mm -hmm. every single time and going around to each position, you know, the older guys, the returners can say, all right, on this ball, you didn't go out far enough. Or, um, on Bundy's, you didn't cover second base, like you're supposed to go cover second base. And it, it kind of does our job for us and makes it easier to where we can kind of pinpoint, um, we can pinpoint our attention more towards towards one player that maybe needs a little bit more help and the, our guys can kind of take care of the rest. And it's, it's, it's having returners, it's fresh, our freshman, the, my first year as a coach, when we had all those freshmen, it was, it was tough, man. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of long, long nights and man, it, it, it was rough, but now it's, you know, I can lean more on my captains and lean more on my returners. And um, I know that the freshmen that are coming in will just learn from them and, and pick up at their speed. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you said, you know, you got the older guys now that can kind of point these uh, these younger guys in the direction, you know, hey, I need you to make sure you cover second. You know, on long alignments, when you got two cutoff men, you know, if that ball's going to hop your first yeah. guy, you know, make sure to let it go. It's yeah. the little things like that that improve everybody on the team. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then when the returners are doing it, when you have Murph Gray yelling, coming through, coming through on the ball, you know, at a freshman sees all this junior, like he's taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. So that just kind of picks everybody up as well. Yeah. So let's, um, let's backtrack just a little bit going on last season. How, how did you tell your guys, you know, Hey guys, we might not be able to finish out the season or how did, um, 
you know, was it kind of a buildup or did it just come all at once? Great question. It, so it kind of required a little bit of line, honestly. Um, we, so we, we were five and four at the time. Um, we had just gone hot. We had won our last two games um, and we were playing well and our bats were coming alive and um, we were getting ready to play Madeira High right where we gained the, the Friday, the next, the next day was a Friday. Um, I found out mm. on the Thursday, my athletic director called me and told me, Hey, like, we're going to have to shut this down. Like, don't tell the players yet. There's going to be a formal mm-hmm. announcement after school sometime, which sucked because I didn't know at what time it, like, they were going to make the announcement. Yeah. So we had to go through and pretend like everything was normal. I knew that we were going to get shut down for, it was a month at the time, but we had to, um, you know, pretend like we were still on for the Madeira high game. So I had my guys mm-hmm. job stretch throw. I kept checking my email. Like, did they announce it yet? Did they announce it? They hadn't. So then we, uh, we had to go into bun defense. We were going through bun defense, reviewing for reviewing for the game, right? The game mm. that was supposed to happen the next day. And I kept checking my email, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then finally the email came in and I, I sent my guys down and I said, Hey, like we're shut down for the next month. And you just saw their faces. Like mm-hmm. it, it was like, I just told them the worst news in the world too, which it, it was the worst news in the world at the time, you know? Um, and it, they were just hurt and, but at least we thought we were coming back for in a month, you know? Yeah. But when I had to, when I had to break the news to everybody that we were completely done and um, had some seniors, had some seniors who were really affected by that. And it affected me. And um, that, that was, that was tough. It was tough telling them at first, but nothing, nothing was as tough as telling them, Hey, we're completely shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was it. They, the seniors didn't get their senior night. They didn't get their last at bat. You know, they didn't get to hear their last walk-up song for the final time. Like, just stuff like that. It was it was just, it was tough. How many seniors did you have? So I had uh, six seniors. Six oh, seniors. Um, yeah. Um, and they were just the greatest teammates because, I mean, we were so young. We were so sophomore heavy that, you know, a lot of the times the, the playing time did cut into those seniors, but they were great captains and um, great leaders. And um, it, it was it was tough for them. And None of them went. So the thing with them is none of them went on to play college ball because they didn't want to. They had other aspirations in mind. Mm. Um, so they never got to really play their last game. Like that was it. They, once I told them we were done, we were they were done forever. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. We've had see we've had you know obviously a few different people on and their stories are a little bit different you know and we've never gotten to actually ask you know someone that's telling these kids like hey you know this is it this this is it for you guys this we're calling it a season yeah. you know so that's got to be you know how did how did you take that mentally you know did that linger with you did that i'm assuming that hurts you if you obviously if you're coaching with these kids and these kids are you know given 100 every time they step onto that field yeah, yeah especially when like you know and you know they tell they're telling you not to tell them that that must be rough yeah. it, 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 it was rough it, it hurt like it it, it wasn't a good feeling, man. And I remember talking to, to Jared Coleman about it because we, we talked quite a bit. Um, and he, uh, you know, he was kind of going through the same thing with, with his seniors and his program. And so we just kind of got to, I kind of got to bounce some ideas off of him of like how we should tell him what, what stuff are you doing for the seniors to kind of recognize them. And um, so, I mean, that helped, but this was, it was unreal. Like this is not something that I could have gone to coach Bruce for and texted and say, Hey, give me advice. What do I do? Cause mm-hmm. he had never gone through this. Nobody had gone through this. 
Um, so it did, it took a toll on me and it still does to this day. Like six guys never got to play their last game. They didn't get their senior night. They didn't get to, um, you know, give me a hug for the final time on senior night. Like I didn't get mm. to give them a hug for the final time on senior night. Like that, that sucks. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping one day I could somehow make it up to them, but, um, I'll figure something out. Man, that's, that touches, see that, that touches close to home already. I mean, I'm not, obviously I'm not coaching right now. I'm not, you know, telling kids, Hey, this is it for you, but getting to hear these stories and, you know, you, you can hear it in everybody's voice when they talk about it. And it's like, you know, I feel so bad, but there's literally nothing I can do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's nothing. I mean, there's, there's nothing, nothing that we can do. I mean, I'm, you know, what I would love is for those guys to come back and play the alumni game every year when we're allowed to. And, you know, I think that's, that's the best I can, I can offer for them. And, um, you know, maybe hook them up with some, some stallion swag again this year. And yeah, so I mean, that's, that's something I know it's not going to make up for missing the final 20 games of their life, but it's something. What you do is at the alumni game is you get it all, all done up. And then you get to give them their last send off on that game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, that's, that's actually a good idea. See? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Making moves out here. <laughs> I'm sure that would be something sentimental that they get to enjoy too, you know? Oh, yeah. For oh, yeah. sure. You know, and it's, we get, we get a good turnout for the alumni game. So uh, we don't get a Fresno High turnout. I've seen your guys' alumni. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get like, 55 like, people yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that'll be that'll be a good send-off there's a there's people that i've never even like ever heard of or seen i'm just like yeah you played it what year and they're like yeah. oh, i played with you and i'm like nah yeah. <laughs> never played with me oh, yeah, it's always a good turn how long have you guys been doing the alumni game um so this will be year three this next year um yeah so i i i, I started it when when i took over and um it's just something that we've got, we've gone to do and um, it's good. It's, it's a lot of guys, again, a lot of guys have approached me and thanked me for it. And, um, but I really haven't, I, I mean, I started it, but it's really been my, my assistants and their ties with Madeira and getting all the guys to come out. And so it's, it's been like Anthony Valle came out and won the home run derby last year. And um, if you ever ask him about it, he'll talk, he'll talk about it for an hour about how he won the home run derby. <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets great for, for our, for our school and our, our alumni. Absolutely. Cause then everything that, I mean, I don't know what you guys charge for everybody, but I'm assuming all of that just goes right back into the program, which helps. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so, tons. Yeah. For them, that game, we don't charge them. We have a snack bar. We charge for the home run derby. And so again, that just goes back to, goes back into the program because they all, you know, it takes two home runs to win the home run derby there. So there you go. <laughs> they, they, they love that. And it, it's, it's fun. So it's all about, have, um, it's all about being able to talk trash and, oh yeah just yeah. <laughs> kicking with the boys again exactly yeah that's what it's uh, that's mainly what the alumni game is for it's just yeah. to hang out with guys that you haven't seen in a while and yeah watch people fall down and <laughs> like hey don't hurt yourself <laughs> exactly it's like sunday league without the beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very just having a great time sunday league is fun oh, yeah. <laughs> good time especially in the mexican league yeah. Yep. They, they start early, eight o'clock. Like, what beer are you on already? It's like six. It's like all right. Now with the the pandemic, where I, I know schools, 
in Fresno have their fields locked up, not supposed to. I've literally driven by and seen in the Mexican leagues hopping the fences and going out there and, and playing. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're going right now. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. They yeah. they do not. They're, I think they you know what they've been doing is uh, we're gonna say it. They're probably <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. Who cares? But I know that they've been playing out like toward like the uh, central area. Okay. Like at the middle schools out there because they're all open fields and the gates are all open, so they just mm. kind of pop oh, okay. in. It's it's out there in the country, so it's not like people are driving by and yeah. So you know it's kind of nice, but yeah, yeah. it's cool. Uh, it's, it's, kind of, a, it's kind of pushing. So it. When you can get a game in, you can you know you can do whatever you can. Oh yeah, like we had a uh, um, our buddy Anthony Ward on for you know episode two, and that's what he was talking about. Is he was you know he's like, well, you know, I'm getting some swings in right now, in, you know, in the Mexican league, and yeah. I was like, you know, at least you're doing something. Yeah, yeah. better than just sitting around doing nothing the whole time yep yeah yeah so uh <laughs> so going on fundraising a little bit you know you have any ideas for the future you know like maybe a golf tournament you know anything like that or um yeah i mean a golf tournament would be great and that's something that i can maybe reach out to to pappy and ask him how he how he runs his because um that the the fresno high day is a day where everybody's on snapchat posting like that they're golfing and um, like everybody uh, oh it was yeah. awesome there's so uh, many people out there though <laughs> yeah. another one of my one of my friends uh fresno high alumni uh maddie hernandez just blew up my snapchat with all his uh his golf 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 videos and stuff like that but that'd be a good one golf would be a good one um definitely a dinner dance um you know just um i've, I've had some ideas for I, I would like to team up with with madeira high and matilda torres the new high school out there um I, I yeah, that school is nice it is very that nice yeah. oh my goodness yeah yeah, yeah. That thing is i think we can nice. team up and do like a friends of madeira baseball like rent out some some hall or rent out a, a you know a the san joaquin winery and just have a big like once the pandemic's over just have a huge like baseball party where um the parents come out and we have fundraisers i mean raffles and um everybody just kind of hangs out and talks baseball for for a night and um, get some guests on and hey right now i'm telling you make what, what do you guys think about and seeing something like that you know like, oh yeah <laughs> yeah that'd like, be dope we'd be there. <laughs> doing, doing something like that you know where we get all three programs together because that would be huge for our community and be, it would be a big money maker yeah that would be that would be dope so i'm calling um, when that happens i'm gonna i'm gonna call you guys up to, to mc oh yeah <laughs> absolutely we'll do a live podcast <laughs> it will be there yeah we will do a live podcast from there <laughs> we'll just start talking to everybody and anybody yeah <laughs> like hey what do you do for a living it's like oh okay well we got another guest see you later <laughs> do quick five minute interviews have people line yeah, up yeah. just a little five minute interviews just, uh, just some rapid fire questions yeah <laughs> Um, I, and I would like to bring the Hall of Fame to Madeira South, kind of like how Coach Pru started the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's something that I like to bring to to Madeira South and um, kind of start that and be the coach that started that. And again, that's a great fun. That's a great fun reading night as well. Oh yeah, Kermans was huge. There was a lot of people out there. I went um, last year actually, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great turnout. That was the year uh, Carlos got inducted, so yeah. it was it was a cool turnout. Pack meter was over there. Uh, yeah. doing the MC and stuff so good, it was, it was cool, some man. Good, some good people out there yeah is that a baseball only hall of fame that they do 
the one that Kerbin High that the baseball program does is I believe yes, it's baseball specific. Yeah, yeah, because okay. yeah, Fresno, Fresno High does a Hall of Fame dinner, but it's a it's a whole athletic thing, so they include uh, all the sports. I think at Kerbin, I think the sports that have a Hall of Fame, I think they everybody does theirs individually, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, like we said, I mean, I know we're not Madera South guys, and we're far from there but i mean any any volunteers you need i mean we're always we're always willing to help out and you know do what we can i, pre- I appreciate that i appreciate you guys and i appreciate you guys for having me on and uh you know swing by madera south and um check out a practice and i'll hook you guys up with some uh some swag oh we'll be there man say less <laughs> <laughs> pat oh, hey pat Pappy's gonna listen to this and he's gonna be like really this is what we're doing huh <laughs> Hey, maybe you don't <laughs> get swag now too. Just, 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 oh, purple I know. already. You guys are accustomed to that. So <laughs> purple does purple does look good on me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. One more question before we let you go. Um, sure. Any any quarantine hobbies you picked up? Like golf? Anything? You know? Is there anything you've kind of picked up throughout the throughout the uh, this whole COVID thing? Uh quarantine hobbies. Like, did you hear um, you hear Pruce's hobby? Yeah, making candles. Turn two candles. <laughs> that was I was not expecting that answer from him. I, I, hear, I hear about it in a post on Facebook every day. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I it's it's funny that you guys mentioned that. And I'm not just saying this because it's because it's a you guys are a podcast, but I started listening to podcasts. I started listening to um I listen to you guys listen to the Hit and Die podcast. Um, I listen to a lot of the uh, the baseball podcasts um i listen to like just anything really like I'll, I'll the other day i was listening to a podcast about like they're telling some scary stories and that, that was pretty cool like some interesting stories and like crime podcasts and um anything that interests me and that's that's kind of my that's been my hobby um listening to because i live out by by sanger so driving to madera every day mm-hmm. you know it's uh, about 40 minutes there so, um, and then 40 minutes back. So just listening to podcasts, I try to listen to, to a different podcast every day and just seeing what, what, what I like. Yeah. It's Which, funny uh, that you mentioned that I actually, uh, that was actually my quarantine pickup hobby yeah. too, is I started listening to like a bunch of podcasts, like, uh, yeah, like you said, like crime ones or like all the smoke with the uh, Matt Barnes. I listened out to pretty good. One. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, the Dodgers announcers have a podcast. So I listened to that one a little bit and uh-huh. then, um, yeah, the one that um that you hit or die, that's a good one too. They have some good hit or die. Oh yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good one as well. But uh I don't know if you uh you guys listened to the to the latest episode where they were talking about the hot bats and stuff. Um I started I it a little one. bit. I started it a little bit and then I'll I'll probably continue it tomorrow actually. Yeah, how the, the guys that roll the bats and stuff. Well they Yeah, yeah, about- yeah. They talked about a specific game where um, where they they knew that it was happening and that ended up being we were playing them and one of our guys <laughs> we didn't know like I was the head coach at the time but we didn't know that they had hot bats and um, this guy hit a freaking ball that just took off like it was out of the park in like three seconds and um, wait what what school were you guys playing can you say yeah, yeah we were playing Madeira High um, it was us against Madeira High it was a rivalry game and then they claim it was a hot bat I don't know if it truly was um, but um, they ended up getting that back kicked out of the game and um, they, they kind of tell the story. And I mean, I'd, I'd love to, to go on there and kind of tell the Madeira South side, 
um and how, yeah definitely <laughs> you know i'd love to do that but you know so they they did talk about that and i just kind of i mentioned it to to anybody that i can mention it to just to kind of say like no like i would love to go on there and kind of defend <laughs> ourselves yeah because i don't think i don't think the bat was hot i just think he was a good hitter and um you know it was it was just one of those but yeah so podcaster podcasts are definitely something that i picked up that i like oh yeah podcasts are great times yeah yeah, they've got everything and anything like that. Like, I love my favorite podcast is the Pat McAfee show. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I love what one. they do. It's, they're so funny. It's yeah. a great time. Joe Rogan's a good one, too. Joe Rogan's good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's going to be leaving, though. So fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I, do like your little, I do like your setup back there, Michael. It's, it's, oh, sweet. it's sweet. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie's over there, the damn Dodger shit. <laughs> <laughs> They are getting yeah. whooped right now, so <laughs> we're gonna have to run a podcast every day until the World <laughs> Series is over. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't do anything like, yesterday, and they fucking smashed. So yeah, it's down six three right. They're down six three right now in the uh, in the there, seven, there are a couple yeah seven. There are a couple swings away from making that ball game though. They're, yeah, they're they're different. Yeah. Uh, watch a lot of football. I do. I do. What team? Vikings. Woo! Yeah, I think Frank tweeted that. Yeah, right? the only the only Vikings fan I know. <laughs> They're hard yeah. to find around this area. There's a there's a there's an older guy I work with. He's a Vikings fan too. It's funny to uh, talk to him. Yeah, no, I've I've been a Viking fan since since forever, and um, I I've been meaning to make it out to Minnesota to to go catch a game, but I plan on doing that within the next couple of years, and. That, that'll be fun but i've been following the bills lately because i being being from the valley i like i like josh allen josh allen, yeah. josh yeah. allen that's that's been that's been fun as well well yeah, if you need a road trip buddy for that vikings game <laughs> i'm gonna yeah, text away good. man <laughs> sure, it's been a, it's yeah, been a dream I, to go out there and watch them yeah and like i tell my wife like i'm gonna go and i want to go where it's snowing when it's snowing, oh yeah it's cold, gotta be I snowing yeah you want the, you <laughs> want the full <laughs> experience but I'm like, if you don't want to deal with the snow, you stay home, and you know, like, <laughs> like it's, it's gotta be, yeah, exactly. It's gotta be the full experience. How long? Uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you got a little bit more time. No, I got, I got time. I, All right, so let's dive into, let's dive a little bit into your personal life. How long have you been married? So I've been married for it was our two-year anniversary, October sixth. So a little bit over two years now. Congratulations! Yeah, Thank congratulations. You. How long? How, how old is your uh, baby girl? My baby girl's seven months, so she's as old as the pandemic. Yeah. Hey. So hey. did you? Was it? Uh, <laughs> did you guys have her before? Was it like just before? Or kind of when it all just started coming together. So the day that she was born was the day that Fresno County announced that we were going on a lockdown. Oh, um, oh man, I bet that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was that was insane. Like we literally walked into the hospital, and three days later, we're walking out, and our whole county is shut down. Like, was, yeah. Like, yeah, we went in. It was a whole different world when we came out. It was insane. That's a wild time. Yeah. What was, yeah. so speaking on that, uh, me and my wife are actually going to be having a baby next month. Uh, he, oh, congratulations. Little, we're having, thank you. We're having a little baby boy and he's yeah. going to be coming during this whole craziness. Yeah. What was your experience like uh, for the hospital time? I mean, obviously it wasn't, anything crazy but i mean checkups and stuff like that that's got to be something mm-hmm. that's kind of putting a little rush on it especially with you know not being able to go in and not yeah. having too many visitors so 
Yeah. Um, well, you know, so the, the whole plan was um, when my wife was going to deliver was to have kind of take shifts with me being in there, then my mother-in-law and my mom and just a bunch of people, her sister's helping out, my sister. Um, but, you know, because of COVID, that couldn't happen. It, you could have one visitor and mm. that was me. And literally my wife had a C-section, so um, she couldn't move. She couldn't do anything. So I literally took care of the baby for, took care of Addison for the first three days that we were there by myself. And I was so like ignorant to the fact that I had to take care of Addison because my thought, I always watch movies. I thought a baby's born and then the nurse will take her away for a day and she'll sleep yeah. with the other babies. Mm -hmm. And then so I told the nurse, like, when are you going to come pick her up? And she's like, no, like, you're watching her tonight. Like, no. <laughs> like, I'm going to take some notes. This is your baby. This is how you change the diaper and have fun. Have uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it, I mean, but all in all, it was a, it's been a great experience. And it has been a little tricky, especially now that she's getting older with, with doctor's appointments and having to wear masks. And I hate wearing masks because she doesn't recognize us. And she, uh, well, I mean, I hate wearing masks to the doctor's office. She doesn't recognize us. And um she gets scared and um especially when she gets her shots and um just be ready for that man the, the shots are you're gonna be a little emotional when when you're when you're stuck in for shots and he's crying and uh there's not much and when my wife's crying <laughs> yeah. she'll be crying too so <laughs> yeah and there's, there's not much that you can do i mean he's gonna have to take the pain and it, it's it's <laughs> it's yeah. a experience We've, we've, we've had to get bags ready because, you know, they've, they've told us like, Hey, like, you know, once you, once she's admitted into the hospital, you can come in, but you can't leave until it's time for you guys to, to, to call it. And, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta let my boss know, like, hey, I'm not going to be returning for a while. Yeah, I hope you're not doing a, hope you're not in the middle of a podcast and then you got, you gotta go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm afraid that she's just going to walk in right now and be like, Hey, it's time to go. <laughs> and, and then your sleep time is over man you're not gonna be sleeping oh i know forget, forget about it <laughs> that'd be a good time i tell my wife all the time too because i drive all, all day for work and uh -huh. i was just like eh, who needs to sleep yeah. <laughs> yeah. so how is uh how's dad life been you know so far dad life's been great man uh she addison's my biggest blessing um she man, it's, it's been amazing. It's been, it's been tough. It's been hard work and it's mm. been tough in that sense, but it's, it's been the most rewarding. Um, now she recognizes me. So when I get home from work, she starts kicking and uh, starts smiling and she wants <laughs> like, she can reach her hands out now. So she reaches her hands out for me. And, yeah. uh, um, it's man, it's, it's, it's the best. There's nothing better. Like I, I love baseball and um, I love coaching and, but that takes a backseat to my daughter and um, she'll always come first and, uh fatherhood is the best it's the best yeah, you have a number that's, one that's, fan there <laughs> yeah exactly always all the games yeah yep. <laughs> yeah she'll be in all the games and uh it, it'll be fun like i i grew up watching uh oh, i grew up when i was a freshman through my senior year, i grew up watching Proust's kids run bases after games and stuff and oh yeah you know that that'll be my daughter now like that'll be my daughter in a couple of years she'll be running the bases and um yeah i look forward to that definitely that's what it's all about, you know. Mm -hmm. that's, no, for that's, sure. the, that's the main goal in life is to, is to, you know, get married and have a family and, yeah, you know, kind of just live your life after that and see where it takes you. Yeah. 
But that moment you said right there where you're when you walk in the door and your daughter's so excited to see you. That's that's what I'm excited for right there. That's yeah. what I'm excited to walk in the door and my, my son sees me. He's just super happy about it. Yep, that that's the best. That's that's the best feeling. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna walk up to him and be like, Hey, gotta go do the podcast. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah keep him right there feeding feeding him while you're talking on the podcast i know he's he's gonna be sitting back there on his little chair yeah hey man no noises out of you back there yeah, yeah. picking up on the mic uh, so you plan well, on um you plan on a uh, one more question sorry i know we kind of kept you a while but <laughs> yeah okay. you plan on a you plan on a you know getting her into softball or sports or oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like, uh, that's not even a question <laughs> i'm gonna as soon as they get the green light we're building a batting cage in the backyard and, uh, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I'm, gonna her, I'm gonna buy her the uh the most expensive pitching machine that i can get and uh <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be go it's gonna be go time and yeah i do want her to play play softball and um i do i mean I, I want her to do whatever she wants to do but i'm definitely going to nudge her towards towards softball my wife was a oh, cheerleader yeah. so um let, let, let's hope she chooses softball well, <laughs> i mean we, we we won't try and influence her but i mean we can put out some stuff on the internet <laughs> that way when she's old enough to read it she's like, hey, look they're talking about me this, yeah. this seems to be my destiny i should play softball yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Awesome. Well, Alan, we appreciate you coming on. No, I mean, yeah. this this was obviously our you know our first time we got to meet you, and you know you're an electric electric human being to get to oh, talk yeah. to, you and great conversations, man. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, yeah. Thank thank you guys for having me. Like I said when we first started, this is a great thing that you guys are doing, and um, you know all the episodes that you've had have been great, and I hope this one kind of can can live up to the other ones and stuff and but you know keep doing what you guys are doing and if you guys ever need anything please don't hesitate to 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 give me a call and um i'll, I'll help you out to the best of my ability well we appreciate that we'll be out there uh, at a practice soon yeah, <laughs> please, please come on by please come on by. <laughs> yeah we we gotta we gotta make sure that you can that you come back on all right we gotta definitely have oh, you for sure on. for sure anytime you guys anytime you guys want me just let me know Right after a big giant game, yeah, yeah, that oh, night. yeah. <laughs> yeah. same night, <laughs> full effect. Ho- ho- hopefully, you know, season's going well and everything's in in motion, and then we can we can really get into that and dive into how you know everything's been rolling so far. So for sure, count me in. Uh, awesome. All right, man, appreciate it. Right. Thank you again. We appreciate we'll talk it. Soon, man. All right, talk to you guys soon. All right, all right. What a, f- oh my God. Dude. Hey, <laughs> dude, that's, that's that was our, a, that is our guy right there. He's that's our guy, yeah, man. That was guy. an awesome conversation. Man. Dude. Just, you know, man, I'm, I'm at a loss for words right now. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like, funny. It's funny because, you know, every time we get on, especially with someone that we haven't gotten a chance to meet, especially right now during COVID where we can't mm-hmm. go out and meet them face to face and shake hands and say, how you doing? You know, it's a little nerve wracking to get. Oh, definitely. You, know, you took the words right out to of get my these mouth. guys was... on. And it's like, you know, we don't know their personalities. We don't know how they're going to talk. We don't know if they're, you know, 
if they're going to be with the jokes. We don't know, you know, what what they're bringing to the table is we don't know. We don't know until we start a conversation and right off the bat. It was, yeah. <laughs> we, we were able to tell that it was just going to be a fun conversation. Oh, man. He was a, he's awesome. He's awesome guest. But yeah, man, you hit the you hit the nail right on the head. You know, it's those nerves, you know, not, you know, not prior meeting, priorly meeting someone. It's uh, it's definitely does get nervous, like you said. It's oh, just, you absolutely. Know, are we gonna are we gonna flow well with this with this guest? Are we gonna, you know, stuff we think about? But yeah, man, that guy, I'm telling you, the nerves went away in a snap because <laughs> that guy, I could sit and talk balls with him for hours. I'll say that right now. There's not many oh, people that <laughs> that I could do that with. Hey, but. And he said that if we go out there, he's gonna hook us up with some gear. Oh, I'll, I'll be rocking that, hey, man. <laughs> I'm going to start. I need to start collecting from everybody Dude. that's on here. I'm just going to start yes. posting shirts and shit from every school that they're at. Everywhere. Oh, that would be awesome, man. Yeah, wall. get some, like, get them, get some, like, signed stuff, like a signed shirt, and just, like, you know, hang it up and frame it from all our guests so far. That would be sweet. I, yeah. you know, <laughs> I you know just took we... your idea. <laughs> Dude, I know. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> um dude that was such a great conversation he batted over 400 bro that's ridiculous. sophomore junior senior year and just Jeez. said you know what hey sprinkled it. you could get my averages from each season and add them together <laughs> and it would not be 400 <laughs> i will tell you that right now oh my god what was your average 330 yeah, it, that was my uh, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year batting average combined. Combined, yeah. <laughs> but I'm a 330, oh 330 career hitter. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we are definitely going to go out there and help out, though. Oh, definitely, man. Yeah, that would, be, that would be awesome. Take some, hey, take this show on the road. Ooh, get a live feed going. Live podcast. Dope. That would what? be dope. We got some future, some future ideas brewing here. I know. It's like the merch <laughs> gang. It's like the merch gang. When merch gang comes in, we got to get him something. Oh man, we'll send him some stuff over for sure. Well, you know what we should send him. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know where I'm going. I know where you're going. You know where I'm going. <laughs> what we will do sure. is we'll get him a little something, something from our sponsor. From our amazing sponsor. That has been Absolutely. tremendous to us so far. Once again, we appreciate you guys for getting, you know, getting getting your necklaces, getting your chains. Absolutely, yeah. We hope you guys are abusing the hell out of that promo code. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're That's partners with them, but we are we we're partners, but we should just absolutely just sell out of everything. Just make them. Oh man, they yep. they're not even gonna be able to fill orders from anybody else because everybody should nope. just be buying. Seventh inning stretch. They're gonna be like, man, we haven't had this many sales so far. <laughs> Which uh, it's not true. They do a lot. That is, oh yeah, they're they're awesome. And yeah, we you know we talk about it, but go check them out. They're absolutely amazing chains. Um, any absolutely. number you want. It's it's awesome, man. I can't wait. I can't really can't wait for ours to come in. I'm not gonna take that thing off. <laughs> oh, dude, I know. Goddamn USPS is taking everything the lane. Shit, it's ridiculous, dude. But yeah. if you're wondering what we're talking about, 
if you haven't listened to the previous episode or if you for some reason skip the beginning of this episode we are talking about <laughs> our sponsor triple crown jewelry and that's triplecrownjewelry.com where we have our promo code designed specifically for our guests and that promo code is stretch 15 once again that is s t r e t c h 15 Exactly. Stretch 15. That's for all you stretchers out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it Hopefully is. That's everyone. <laughs> I like that little, like that little, uh, that reference. <laughs> um, hey, it was a great time, buddy. Yeah, man. Great episode. Definitely have to have him back on. Um, oh, dude. He was electric. Yeah. Yeah. It was, he, he's awesome. He's awesome, dude. Hey. Uh, here's a teaser. Next week's guest. Legend. Legend. And not only is he a legend. It just runs in the family. We'll say that. It runs in the <laughs> It runs family. in the family. We will just, we'll just throw that out there. Yeah, man. I'm really excited for next week. I, oh, dude, I can't wait. I, man. I've been excited about all of our episodes and but this one's this one I'm I'm excited for man to say the least. So with that being said, tune in next week for a great episode. We want to thank you guys for uh, for listening. Thank all of you and thank uh coach Alan Sandoval for coming on again. We really appreciate it. Yes sir. And you know, thank you guys for taking an hour to an hour and a half out of your day just to, to listen and listen to what we got going. I mean, we're not the smartest yeah. people in the world. We don't use big words. <laughs> but we know a little bit. We know a little bit about baseball. <laughs> so if you could, please, if you've made it this far, go ahead and like, subscribe, share it, rate it, do whatever you got to do. Just pass it along to a friend, text message, or write them a note. We don't care anything is appreciated and we cannot thank you guys enough yeah definitely we could not be doing this without you guys you know seeing the continued support we've been getting uh it means a lot to us you know we're just two guys trying to spread our love for for sports in general and you know the the amount of support we received has been mind-blowing to say the least so we appreciate you guys and we thank you for listening with that being said, that's going to do it for us on this episode sure. of 7th Inning Stretch. And for Frankie Martinez, I'm Michael Rodriguez. We will see you guys on the next episode.